Do you wear busy as a badge of honour? I know that I've done that for uh, many years in the past. However, these days I do try to take a step back and ensure that, you know, I'm coming up for air because honestly, I think for too long we've lived in the hustle culture. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because I know as creative business owners, as studio owners coming from, you know, that performance background where it's, you know, do or die, <laughs> you're in or you're out, you got to work hard, you know, all the technical skills involved that which we then apply to our businesses and it just never ends, you know. So let's talk about that. Do you wear busy as a badge of honor? Let's explore that. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Welcome to Business Arts and All That Jazz. My name is Josephine Lane-Cuba, your host. I'm a performing arts business coach, talent manager, speaker, and mentor, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today because I am talking about something that I am sure you can resonate with at some time in your life. Maybe now you're a very Zen yogi who just doesn't even know what hustle culture means. And to you, fantastic. (laughs) To you, I say fantastic, but you might still enjoy this episode because I think there is always a point in our journey where we glorify busy There's nothing wrong with busy. Busy is great, but we do glorify it. And that is something that comes from an ingrained hustle culture that we have been fed through social media, through everything that surrounds us, advertising, our peers. And it's just, it's a message that needs to shift and change. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because I was inspired recently. I was listening to a podcast by one of my mentors, Tina Tower, and she was, you know, talking about being in alignment with yourself and all of that stuff. And this is all stuff that we know and we hopefully put some practice in each week, but I've got some ideas around how we can actually intentionally make space and reduce the busy. Because what I know for sure is that when we are constantly busy, and I mean nonstop, and this isn't just about work, this is your home life, your work life. And last week I talked about, you know, work-life tango. So I'm still on that theme and that thread, but really, you know, sometimes we actually don't leave space for thinking time. So that is one thing that I wanted to share with you about 
this particular um, scenario in relation to that busy badge because when we are constantly busy, we don't make space for creative thinking. And when we don't make space for creative thinking, we don't actually take time to reflect on our business, on our lives, then we don't improve. And we find ourselves five, 10 years later in the same place. I know my revenue, for example, in my business stayed really stagnant for about three years until I decided to step back from teaching and let others do it. And that's when my business actually accelerated and grow and, and grew rather because I wasn't the one constantly in the classroom. I used to run um, a lot of kids parties as well. We used to have that as one of our um, revenue streams in the business. And I used to run them all. I did all like the, the, the we called them face painting disco parties, face painting um, disco parties, what they were called. Yeah. And we, I used to get a face painter in and I'd be the host of the disco. And I mean, I used to book a bunch of these things, honestly, especially during the school holidays, like, oh gosh, we would book so many. And it was actually quite lucrative, not going to lie. Like I could walk away from a school holiday with several thousands of dollars in just birthday uh, and, and events money. And so, you know, I, I valued that for a while until I didn't. So that doesn't mean that I can't still provide that service if I want to. And I don't anymore. I decided to let that go during COVID. It just, yeah, that just flattened, flatlined for me during that period, which is fine. You know, we evolve and change. Um, but yes, that was something that used to really be consuming time-wise for me on top of everything else that I was doing. There's so many incidents like this, really, because when we talk about hustle culture, oh gosh, I mean, we've seen it online and now, and and we're seeing a shift online. We're seeing people now going, no, four hour work week. And it's like, can't there be a happy medium? Does it have to be hustle culture or, you know, be a millionaire and work four hours every week? Like, come on, you know, or four hour days or four hour weeks, whatever people say, you know, it's like, there's nothing wrong with hard work. I truly believe that. Nothing wrong with hard work. I think that you do need to work hard to get what you want in this world. I don't believe it gets handed to you. Even people that say, oh, you know, um, I'm actually reading a book at the moment, which is quite hilarious from Kate Toon. It's not her most recent book. It's the one before that. What's it called? The, um, you know, Misfit Entrepreneur, I think it's called. But yeah, absolutely hilarious. And, you know, she talks about, all of the expectations of entrepreneurs and what entrepreneurs should look like, right? Glossy, shiny, uh, you know, I'm an overnight success, except that it took me 10 years to get here. Or I've got this program that is passive income, except that there were eight months prior where I worked 40 hour weeks to get it up and running, but nobody will, nobody wants to talk about that. So, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's really interesting because I've often found myself glorifying busy and I don't want to do that anymore. And I certainly have shifted that a lot in recent times. I have to admit COVID woke us up and I think that was an important wake up call for many of us. Now, there are some people that love busy and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it just depends where you are in your life as well. At the moment, I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And I'm also, you know, I turned 40 this year and I just find that it's sometimes a little bit harder to keep up than when I was younger. Like I need to be more forgiving of myself. And 
And I practice that because I feel like that is really important because it is impossible, honestly, to keep up with the expectation of your 20-year-old self, with the energy of your 20-year-old self. I mean, let's think about it. You know, when you first started your business and for some of you, you know, it may be very new and fresh for others. You've had your studios or your businesses for like 20 plus years, 10 plus years, 30 plus years. I've got coaching clients uh, that have had their studios for 20, 30 years. And so the energy you had when you started isn't necessarily the energy you have today. And here's the kicker. When you glorify busy, there can, it gets to a point where you definitely are at risk. You definitely are at risk of burnout. And we all fall down into that trap every now and then. I mean, I did at the end of 2022. So not that long ago, I actually hit burnout and I hadn't had burnout for years, but the reason I hit burnout was because I hadn't grieved the process and the trauma from what COVID had done to my business. So I was trying to kick goals, kick goals, kick goals for through that entire process. And I didn't actually stop. You know, when COVID happened in 2020, I didn't take a breath. I was like, right, how can I fix this? How can I make this work? How can I retain my students? How can I make my team happy? How can I continue sustaining my family with income and you know, all of this stuff happened. And I actually didn't take a breath until the end of last year. And I just went, oh, it's safe now. You know, it's safe to stop. And that was funnily enough, a very big wake up call. And I spent like three weeks watching Netflix and not answering any emails and all that stuff, you know. Um, It was the end of our show season. It was that Christmas period and I was done. I was absolutely done and I couldn't face the world. I really couldn't. And I don't want that again. I don't want to have to feel that again. And there were definitely warning signs leading up to that. You know, there were definitely warning signs. I was feeling very anxious going into work. I was feeling, and I'm not an anxious person, you know, I'm pretty upbeat. I don't have I don't have any um, anxiety disorders. I've never suffered from depression. I've been depressed, but never clinically. Like I've never had those things. I've felt those feelings intensely, but I wouldn't say that that was like clinical uh, or, or, or needing of diagnosis. It was just a phase and it, and it passed. And that's how I view it. That's my personal viewpoint. Um you know, and I've got family and friends that suffer from depression and anxiety and, and all of these sorts of things. And so for them, it can be really hyper intense. And I felt like I'd hit a bit of a rock bottom energetically at the end of last year, because I was so busy. I was so busy. And what I realized, and I've known this for years, but sometimes you just got to, you got to go through it yourself again, you know, again and again and again. (laughs) Right. Um, is that I, I needed some time. I just needed time and space. And that's what I took. Uh, even when we go on holidays, right, we still think about our businesses. It's very hard to switch off these days because you've got your phone, your email, social media, it's all on tap and we are always on, on, on. So, you know, having that 
downtime was really, really essential. So here's some tips that I'm going to give you after this short break so that you can recognize if you are wearing busy as a badge of honor, a bad of honor. Oh, I like that. If you're wearing busy as a badge of honor and, you know, maybe some tools and tricks that can help you overcome those feelings of needing to glorify the busyness. All right, let's do it. Attention dance and performing arts studio owners and teachers. Are you looking for new program and service ideas or a fresh approach to engage your students? Do you want to learn innovative ways to improve the efficiency of your studio business, saving you much needed time and money? I'm excited to share with you an event that I have coming up that is set to help studio owners grow their business through fresh ideas, future thinking and innovation. You may have noticed a big shift in the way students and parents engage with us, as well as a change in student commitment and retention. You also may have felt the real pinch more recently when it comes to rising costs, impacting our studio revenue, and even more importantly, your profit margins. It's essential to move with the times and improve how we do things in our industry. So I would like to introduce to you an event called Studio Innovation Conference, and it is the future of performing arts studio businesses. Let's face it, this world is changing and we need to stay relevant to stay in business. It's happening on Friday, the 8th of September in Sydney, Australia, and all studio owners, teachers and team are welcome to take part. Go online, grab your tickets, head to josephalancuba.com forward slash conference and the link is in the show notes. See you at Studio Innovation Conference. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to add that little studio innovation conference piece there because I do think that for those of you that are feeling very busy right now and overwhelmed and feeling maybe very alone in business and that you don't have a community to support you or information to help uplift you and grow in a way that is easier then if you were doing it on your own, then I think this event is for you. Um, the idea is to move you forward with confidence and ease and, and with support. So, you know, um, so that you can funnily enough by, by training and, and going to these sorts of things, you can actually reduce the busy because you learn the tools that can actually help you, um, take away some of those pain points that are causing you the issues that are making you so crazily busy that it may be overwhelming or just uncomfortable for you right now. So I hope to see you guys there. Okay. So the next thing is I wanted to share with you my top four tips, uh, which will help you overcome the challenges around busyness. Number one, recognize how you feel. So this is really important. So whenever you've got that feeling of overwhelm, you need to check in with yourself and ask yourself, how do I feel right now? And acknowledge that, sit in it and, and be open to actually allowing yourself to make a change, even if it means that 
it's not going to end up with a perfect result. And that can be really hard, relinquishing that control. So recognize how you feel and check in with yourself and ask yourself, how do I feel right now? That's actually quite powerful. Just that recognition can be enough sometimes to, to bring back that calmness. Number two is write down what you do in your business. And you can also apply this to your home. So for example, um, you know, you might say, I do the dishes, I do this at home, I, I pack the lunches, I, you know, I clean the house. Uh, in the business, you might be the financial person, the CFO, the accountant, the bookkeeper, the marketing sales director, the business development manager, the content manager, social media coordinator. You probably do the administration, you're the office manager, the, you know, the person at reception, you're the choreographer, the teacher, the costume maker, the photographer, like literally you are everything. And, and so, you know, maybe you don't do all of those things. Maybe you do half of those things, all of those things, some of those things, one of those things, but what you need to do is you need to write down what your roles and duties are in the business. And then there are four rules for an easier business. And that is number one, you can eliminate it. Number two, you can delegate it. Number three, you can batch it. So if you, for example, with podcasting, you can batch your podcast, right? Um, it might be for invoicing or payments. You might decide to do it all in one go and that's done and you batch that sort of process. And then number four is outsourcing. So eliminate, delegate, batch and outsource. Eliminate is a big one. Delegate is a huge one. Okay. And you can even do that around your home. So when we talk about write down what you do, like I said, you might clean the house. Would it be, you know, would it be a good investment to get a cleaner in even once a fortnight, you know, something like that. So just be open-minded or maybe you might delegate and say, Hey hubby, guess what? I just feel really overwhelmed with the fact that I've got to do the laundry every week. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying you're the laundry man from now on, you know, I mean, my husband's the laundry man. So that's, that's how we do it, you know? And I think it's really important to have those honest conversations in your home. If you've got older kids that can start pulling their weight, things like that, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. And remember, eliminate, delegate, batch or outsource. And that will help you. And you can write that down next to everything on your list. That's a really good, helpful tip. Okay. Number three, schedule thinking time each week. Eventually you can move. If this, some people do this as a daily practice. Okay. But if you can just get some thinking time each week, and I've started doing this and it can be 30 minutes, guys, it can be an hour. It can be a day. It can be 10 minutes whatever. This is where the phone's away. Everything's away. This is you sitting down with your thoughts and actually just allowing those creative juices to flow because that is where the magic is. Block out your calendar, unavailable to team. Let it be known. I am unavailable between 10 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on a Friday morning. Um, and that's it. Do not call me. Do not text me. Do not what like, I'm not, I'm not interested. I am doing another task, which is business development, for example. So you can just call it that to your team if you want. Yeah, I'm doing business development every week during that time. And I ask for no one to, or creative development, whatever. So that's just you and your own thoughts. And, and yeah, just, you will see the magic come from just having thinking time. And it's amazing how many people don't actually have zero um, zero tasks 
in, like scheduled. And everyone's like, no, but I've got to do the emails. Do you really? If you just allowed yourself that little bit of thinking time, you may think of new, fresh ways to do business, new, fresh ways to do home, beautiful, fun activities to expand the experience of your life. Like I just think thinking, thinking time is really crucial. And number four, forgiveness is key. So I have been um, speaking quite a bit and being interviewed on a few podcasts recently on the topic of resilience. And I connect very deeply resilience with forgiveness. I do believe the two go, you know, part and parcel together. And the key to moving forward for me is that I forgive myself and I forgive others. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be a simple work task that someone stuffed up, you know, they overordered stock and now you've got 50 more costumes and you need it and you can't return them. Okay. But holding on to that resentment is not going to help you. So forgiveness is not about necessarily the other person. It's about your own experience in this world so that you can move forward positively and calmly. So if you feel like you've got all these busy busy tasks, everything's piling up and you can't get to it, okay? Have you ever had that? You've got like 100 emails in your inbox. Everyone's pulling you left, right and center. Mum, take me to soccer. You know, uh, husband, you know, are you going to be home tonight? Studio, parents, why aren't you at the studio? Emails, costume questions, yada, yada, yada. You know, I just think that there comes a time where you can't be everything to everyone and you might have to miss the soccer game or you may need to cancel yourself on that class on a Thursday night and get it and then get a teacher in. Uh, you may not get to that email today. So, you know, just being forgiving of yourself and of others is the key to moving forward and reducing the overwhelm. I truly believe that because once you, you're able to uh, really bring forgiveness into your life, you'll find more peace with your work and your home. This is what I know to be true. Um, and I do forgiveness as a daily practice. So whenever someone comes into my mind or I think, oh, God, it's so annoying, I just think, I forgive you, thank you, I love you, I'm, so, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're having that experience. I'm sorry that that's the way it is. Or I'm sorry that I've, you know, not given you the, 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 what you needed. Okay. Whatever it is. Um, so those are the things that I do daily. And just that little quick reminder of forgiveness really helps me actually. And I think that that calms me from that busy storm. It's fine. You know, like, like I said last week, um, you know, I think it was the week or the week. I don't even know. I, I let things go a little bit um, in my business because I got really sick and I had show week and I had the costumes that I took on, which I don't normally do. And so four weeks of my life was just kind of like not on the inbox, to be honest. And, you know, I did the crucial, most important things, but, it, you know, I couldn't be every everything to everyone. And just forgiving myself that I'd come back from that storm of whatever of busyness and craziness and illness and all the bits show week. And like, you know, I had a couple of hundred emails that were sitting there. That that's, that was my reality. And just knowing that that's the way it was, you know, and that's okay. I forgive myself. I, I know that, that sometimes things are out of my control and that's okay. So just a reminder of those top four tips uh, to reduce the glorification of busyness and to reclaim your life and calmness. 
Okay. In your soul, my friends, number one, recognize how you feel and check in with yourself. Number two, write down what you do and then move it to where it needs to be. So that is through elimination, delegation, batching, and outsourcing. Number three, schedule thinking time in your week. Make it part of your of your, of your routine, make it part of your routine. And number four, forgiveness is key. Forgiveness in others and forgiveness in yourself. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited about uh, studio innovation conference. I hope to see you there. Um, it's on Friday, the 8th of September. So yeah, grab your tickets. Link is in the bio, all the bits. Um, not in the bio. I keep saying that. It's like Instagram talk. Link is in the show notes. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thanks for listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I'm your host, Josephine Lancuba, and I hope to see you live in person Friday, the 8th of September in Sydney, Australia, for the Studio Innovation Conference. It's happening soon, so don't miss out. Head to the show notes for the link or head to josephinelancuba.com forward slash conference. And let's innovate, grow, and come up with fresh ideas together in person this September. See you there.